<clears throat> no cold open. Hello, and welcome to the Daring Tonight Show, the only podcast in the history of the world. I'm your host, and deer in headlights, Ray, and I'm joined, as always, by my bemused accomplice, Alex Horn. Hi, Alex. <laughs> uh, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm great. I'm great, as usual. Um, just being the funniest asexual alive, you know how it is. <laughs> It's good to hear your dulcet tones once again coming across the mm-hmm. airwaves. Now, um, a lot's been going on in Darrington since we last spoke. And uh, as is always the case at the beginning of the mm-hmm. show, it's over to Alex to guess what's been happening. Keen listeners will remember that Alex can't listen in on Darrington, uh, the news there, uh, as they don't own a long wave radio. So go ahead, Alex, uh, take a guess. What's been happening in Darrington? Gosh, um, well, we were talking about the mystery plays before. Very mm-hmm. mysterious. Um, incredibly mysterious, in fact. Didn't really understand what was going on there at all. Yeah. So, hmm. Uh, is there something going on with the booze cruise plotline? Oh, <laughs> uh, completely and hilariously wrong, as always, Alex. Yes, I am hilarious and wrong. Very often, both of those things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You weren't far wrong with this first item on the agenda. Uh, It's the rise to prominence among the community of our very own Evangeline Lominster. Oh, oh my god, I love Evangeline. Queen! She was, of course, the very first guest host we had on the Daring Tonight Show preceding you. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, we enjoyed a, a great long stint in the studio together before uh, creative differences forced us to, to part ways. Um, you know. Yeah, uh, I hate to see it. The, I mean, I, how do I phrase this in kind of a, 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 a gentle way? Our love... Our love burned bright and fast. Mm. And mm-hmm. uh, Evangeline uh, has, has moved on now, and she's moved on to, to bigger and, and greater things. Uh, she is now the director and overlord of the local community theatre programme, which is set to host the mystery plays any day now. Wow. Um, I mean, I've been looking forward to hearing more about that. Yeah, so so was I. So I thought we'd um, we'd get the few uh, the junior researchers that we have. You know those that group of uh, youngsters, the rapscallions that that we kind of found. We call them the researchers because then we get more grants from the BBC. But um, 
you know you know the kids right yeah those those foolish little kids nowhere to go but here love that about them yep that's because that we're the only ones that will feed them in the village mm-hmm. so we sent them out uh and uh, and they approached Ms. Lominster herself and several members of the cast to ask, you know, what the plays were about. Uh, but they were unable to comment. Uh, this is, I guess, partly because the, the researchers are really scared of Ms. Lominster. Uh, because that when she worked here, uh, she would only give them uh, the, the really bad biscuits from the bottom of the tin after it had been used as a sewing kit. True force of nature, am I right? Absolutely. But also the main thing why they couldn't get comments from the cast is because the cast is entirely comprised of squirrel actors. Yeah, I've been wondering about that. It's really like, mm, it's a really interesting engagement with the the base core sort of instincts of theatre, I feel like. I do think so. So my speculation on the choice to use squirrel actors in this mm-hmm. play is is twofold. Firstly, non-human actors add to the mystery of the play. Mm. But secondly, and something you might not know because uh, you, you can't listen to Darringtonians, but she yep. knows that Darringtonians carry a rare genetic mutation that forces them to become infuriated at the sight of small rodents. So I think she's out to cause a riot, and I, for one, can't wait to see it happen. Yeah, I mean, that's talking, you know, she's going for an extremely traditional approach, despite the modern script, as far as I've been able to tell. So, you know, if you want that traditional approach to theatre, you want people absolutely murdering each other in the front row. I mean, it's what Bertolt Brecht would have wanted. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, we, we look back to the Greek tragedies. Uh, we don't call those Greek tragedies because what was in the play was sad. We call them Greek tragedies because every night 350 people were killed. God, I wish, you know, wish it were me. You know what I'm saying? Like, being back right. there, you know, sometimes I feel like I was born in the wrong time period. Born in the wrong know. generation? Yeah, yeah born me in the too. Wrong generation. I, I completely feel that. You know, because a lot of people actually think that, um, you know, we talk about, like, Roman and Greek theatre, and then we also talk about the gladiators. People think those were different things. Uh, but what, what they don't realise is that actually the term gladiator uh, has been mistranslated from the original Latin and actually just means it should be translated as theatre-goer. Ah, yeah. I love me some good etymology. People are yeah, always, well, like, thinking things when they should just be listening to you. I, that is true of me, Ray. Thank you for pointing that out, Alex. Yeah. Sometimes I can say smart things. It's very rare, but I do appreciate it when it happens. Uh, so I think we've kind of covered that and, and it'll be exciting to see this develop. I mean, we have no idea when the mystery plays are coming. It could be that they've happened and we missed them. God, uh, I hope but not. I, I really hope not. I really hope we get to, to see something. God, I they'll... hope that there's, I hope there's bloodshed. I hope yeah. the squirrels, 
just really put on a show. You know, hate, that's all I, I, that's all I care about. I'd hate to miss a play just because I'm allergic to radio waves. Well, exactly, exactly. Uh, so I guess next up we have uh, news in from the crows that live in the Belfry. So the the exciting thing is we, we've kind of had this crows that live in the Belfry for a little while. And, you know, they have two crows, two kids. Uh, and it's been a pretty traditional family setup, kind of falling back on those um, on those tropes of the the nuclear family and tradition and you know the belfry is is obviously associated with uh with catholicism which is a huge theme in the show but uh the exciting news is that they're expecting their third child any day now and as per local covid guidelines they are required by law to let the townsfolk know this is a really old tradition in Darrington, and new listeners to the show might be a little bit confused here, but uh, Alex, why don't you explain what makes these crows a little bit different from those we find in other villages in England? What's different? Just explain, like, the difference between a Darrington crow and, say, um, a Biggleswade crow. Mm-hmm. Right, cool. So, I mean, the first thing that you're really going to want to know about is um, this sort of uh, aroma. Now, you're thinking I'm saying I'm going to say something negative now because it's an animal, but no. There's this sort of aroma of um, uh, sort of rosemary and a sort of like musky moss grave smell that accompanies them wherever they go. Um, Also, the size is probably the first thing you'd notice. Um, yeah, about... I was surprised you said smell before you said size. I don't know. I guess I'm just a very sensory person. You know, I okay. like to go yeah, for what enough. like I feel. First, I do. But, like, I have seen. They you are about walking... five times the size of a regular crow. Oh, well, yeah, regular. I, mean... I don't want to be like that person who says you know a small crow is a regular crow. All crows right, are. But crows. they do stand. You know, they they do stand shoulder to shoulder with you know, like Tom Cruise, for instance. Uh, yeah, specifically Tom Cruise. We we love to see him around the village. He does occasionally make guest appearances. Uh, actually, uh, interesting fun fact about Tom Cruise and the crows. I kind of have a little link here. Um, one of those crows, the uh, the mother, I believe, was... Uh, so it's a common misconception that Tom Cruise does all of his own stunts. Mm. Uh, in the fourth uh, Mission Impossible film, uh, which... I believe it was called Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. There's uh, the famous scene where he's climbing up the, the Burj Khalifa in uh, in the United Arab Emirates in Dubai. Uh, that was actually that crow. Uh, but the shot was taken from a helicopter from so far away uh, that no one noticed. Yeah, I think from that far away you probably would confuse Tom Cruise with a crow. I think so. I think it's easily done. And, and clearly we were all fooled. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always confuse him with my goat, Tom Cruise, but that's more of a name issue um, than an actual right. yeah, physical thing. They don't look very like, similar. Like, I'll say Tom Cruise and uh, Tom Cruise, the man, not the goat, will go, yeah? And I'll say, no, you I was do. talking to my goat. You don't know which one's going to come running, you know, looking for oats, right? So Yeah, I hope the goat, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, but if you, you know, you can actually, uh, 
you can actually get Tom Cruise to eat right out of your hand if you, yeah, if you stand very we've, still. We've got ordinances about that, I think. Yeah, I mean there are this there is what are I'm certain about. certain counties in in Britain that Tom Cruise isn't allowed to eat out of anyone's hand anymore. Too many losses of fingers. That's too, too many fingers. Um, the man's a menace. Yeah. So you're absolutely right about these crows, but the, I guess the other thing is that the amount of slime a baby crow can produce. Uh, yeah, that will can, really get you. It can fill an Olympic-sized swimming pool in about 95 seconds. I mean, it's completely, you know, uh, destroyed the slime economy in this country. Oh, oh, I mean, you know, slime YouTubers were a huge thing 2019, early 2020. The the the, the crows that live in the Belfry had their first kid uh it just as the pandemic was hitting and slime the slime prices in darrington have plummeted mm. uh, if anything if 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 any of the 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 children on the uh, in the village are on the youtubes watching the slime videos i think it's for their own protection mm. you know mm-hmm. they want to learn as much about slime as they can in order that they can keep it as far away from them as possible yeah that's why we got all those slime bags all over the Sort of general well, exactly. So, so right, now. right. So, over the last month, we've listened in on a lot of worried villagers barring their windows, putting the slime bags on the bottom of the doors to to stop that crow slime from seeping into the carpet. Because, like, yeah, that that smell of like rosemary and, and moss and muskiness that you were talking about, you can't get that stink out when it's in a carpet. Uh, you really can't. You really can't. You remember what happened with Ron when that uh, slime flood happened back in 2015. Right, exactly. So that was like the first instance we'd ever seen the slime before. And, and Ron didn't know what it was. He kind of invited it into the home, which is a big mistake. Slime, mm. often like vampires, like if you invite them in, they're just, they're never going to leave. You know, yeah. it's like vampires and people who are sofa surfing. Yeah, the goosebumps. You invite them in, you're like, hey, come hang out. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Take as long as you need. And, you know, at that point, you've got slime smelling curtains and, it, you know, to me, someone who likes to wander around old graveyards, I'm like, mm, delicious curtains. But, you know, how are you supposed to resell that property at that point? If you pay for Doxon's platinum service, we will personally ring your mother and read her out in a very slow voice your internet history from the ages of 13 to now. Yeah. And there's no amount of money she can pay us to stop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we want to make it clear, you've probably forgotten about everything that you did. So this is going to be a nice surprise for you. Oh boy, when Doxum, because we like yeah, to try Yeah, we try all, all of our products. products. You know, we vigorously we wanna, try all of our products. We don't want to advertise for stuff. Yeah. yeah, and like, I, I actually have been paying for Doxum for years, like before they even came to us yeah. as a sponsor. Uh, I was using Doxum to, you know, uh, put out my uh, my bank account details onto my public Twitter account. Yeah. Um, I was using it to share the password mm-hmm. for my Gmail. Paypig, Paypig. Like, Paypig, my, my Paypig info was out there. Um, my, uh, for some reason, I decided that I, at one point I had a, a national insurance number and I like, kept it to myself. I don't know what I was doing. So I gave Doxum that and Doxum just like, Sent that out. I think that one's in space. Uh, but 
Yeah, oh I think they goodness. put that when on the Elon Musk car. To... They put a lot of people's national that's insurance right. numbers right. on the Elon Musk car. Yeah, so if it. you're wondering why a bunch uh, of Martians are committing identity fraud in a, in a 20 or 30 years' time, now you know, you know. Frankly, really cool car. They're, they're riding the whip, they're ghost riding the whip, and they are stealing your, uh, your national insurance contributions. Yeah. But uh, so when I finally got around to paying for the premium package from Doxon, uh, and and I spoke to my mum the next, uh, well, it was a couple of days after. It was a long internet history. She was on the phone for 48 hours. Um, she told me some of the things I looked up when I was 15 years old. And, oh my, I, I didn't remember how, just quite how obsessed I was with um, James. You know James, uh, the... James, hang on, I'll um, I'll do what I, I'll do what I usually have to do and and look something up mid show. Yeah, I love it when you do that. It doesn't it doesn't break the flow of the content at all when you do that. Just love hearing no, you no. click click um, clack click 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 clicky clicky clicky. clicky. Um, James, he's um, he's the red one. Oh, the red one. The the red uh, James, the red engine. Yes, you yes, remember. red, 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 the color of blood, red. Yes. Yeah, I was like, I every uh, there's there's like James kissing, James gay question mark, James age, James. Um, I think like an hour of that that conversation from Doxum was just James followed by some other embarrassing statement. Hundred percent worth it. Recommend every single time. Yeah. Uh, and for our listeners, if you want to get uh, thirty dollars off your first year of subscription which is a whopping 2% off, uh, you want to go to doxum.docs and put in the long number on your credit card and then the expiry date and then the three little numbers on the back and then just straight away uh, set up your email address and put your password as your mother's maiden name and your first pet's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that should be that should be set up for you. And oh, I couldn't recommend it enough. Not gonna lie, uh, I'm I'm worried about the um, I'm worried about the property market. Well, Darrington is you know it's really hard to move out. Yeah. Um, we remember back in in 2017 uh, when we uh, you know this that was our our 20th year of doing the show and it was the first year that you you joined us and um, we had that family the. Um, the the father what was his name Zeremoth Zeremoth uh, was trying to he packed up everything they couldn't sell the house and they were just like we've got to get out of here they packed everything into their uh, onto their wagon and and they like shot off down the high street and what was this Zeremoth coming from the other side he just like looped around and he was back and I mean this went on several months of the show we just kept cutting back to Zeremoth just you know, whipping his 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 cats to get them to to pull the wagon along as fast as possible. But yeah, he just couldn't I mean, seem to escape. As much as I hated the idea of that horrible motorway being built, I thought, hey, maybe it'll be some better planning than our streets. Because I can't right. I can't say much for our roads because I never seem to get anywhere. 
Right, exactly. But they didn't even... I mean, they said they put a junction there. But I, I've not seen it. It was a big hole. There is a hole. They clearly started something. Well, lots of things get started in Darrington. Yeah. But as is our immortal quest, uh, it's to find the end. Mm. So, uh, I think everyone at home is going to say it with me. What's been happening with the Aspen tree, right? Uh, So, as always, the Aspen tree's been scaring the local kids, uh, including our researchers. But, you know, uh, that's, that's old hat. That's old news. This month, we got to hear one vagabond youth fight back. Oh, really? So... Yeah, Alex, do you remember little Grumothy? Vaguely, vaguely recall Grumothy. Okay, so you, you, I know that you're, like, really, really bad with remembering the names of the villagers. and They and, just like, come and go, you know, it's... What's the point? Yeah, exactly. So Grumothy uh, was the, the weedy little kid who last year got in trouble at the academy for not eating all her hedgehog in home economics. You remember? Uh, give me one more thing. Um, Gromothy, uh, she, oh, she's, um, she's the one with antlers. Oh, right, yeah, Gromothy. No, 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 oh, fuck, yeah, okay, Gromothy. Gromothy, yeah. Everything antlers, is, um, aligning for me now. Said it was too spiky, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, we made fun of her a lot for those antlers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. She, like, trying to get through doors, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it would appear that, that this Gramothy has grown up into quite the precocious twerp and has now taken it upon herself to rid the village of the Aspen. I mean, we've spent a great deal of time talking about this Aspen and uh, yeah. over, over the course of the show. And I don't know if, you, if you've read our, our forums lately, Alex, but there are a few listeners on there concocting a pretty elaborate conspiracy theory about the Aspen's metaphorical meaning and how Darrington is just a fever dream the hosts are having and that the Aspen is a doctor keeping us in a medically induced coma and we are the local kids being beaten back into submission by the old wizened branches. I don't understand. We have so many competent adult job having listeners that we personally don't know and they spent all of their time doing this weird like conspiracy theory nonsense like you have jobs you are adults you have lives right exactly we've never met you but we're absolutely certain you have yeah better things to be every doing time you time. write to us you say i am an accountant with lots of money like yeah doesn't I, that take time i'm surprised that all of our listeners are accountants that wasn't really the demographic we were going for but you know wasn't not going it, for it we weren't not going for accountancy. That's not my point. I'm just surprised we don't have any barristers that listen to the show. It feels like there's an overlap there. Yeah, yeah. Thank God no housewives. I can't pander to them. We know your outdated views on uh, on homemaking, Alex. Yeah. All homes should be burnt down. Uh, so this this uh, this conspiracy theory is obviously complete pop poppycock. Pop pop pocky pocky the Japanese candy. <laughs> pocky. <laughs> but it is true Pocky cock, that... yeah Pocky cop <laughs> Pocky cop is a police officer 
who arrests people with Japanese candy. So obviously, complete bollocks. But it is true. <laughs> no. Yeah, Pocky Cup, you've arrested too many people. <laughs> you've arrested too many people with macarons. I want your badge and your gun. And also your big box of Pocky. No, no, give me one more chance. I swear I can get out there and get some of those green tea Kit ah. Kat motherfuckers. You're a loose cannon. There's Maltesers all over this place. But by God, you get results. Pocky cup. So it's it's true that this Aspen is really important to the show and to the village. But we also know it's really hard to kill. So, Alex, quick test, little quiz. What is the one thing that can kill an Aspen tree? Loveless marriage? Absolutely. But obviously, Grumothy is a stupid four-year-old girl, so she doesn't know that. So, can you take a guess as yeah. to what she used? Um, God, what's the children's version of a loveless marriage? Uh, uh, kissing someone at break time and telling them that they taste disgusting. Uh, yeah, that didn't. That wasn't what she went for. I'll make it. I'll make it easier for you. To be fair, that was kind of hard. I'll give you multiple choice. Uh, did she a launch herself into the tree and try and wrestle it to the ground? B insult the tree until its feelings were so wounded it uprooted itself and moved away. Or C took the opportunity of a captive audience to practice her violin recital. At which point. The Aspen was so horrified by the scraping of the bow against the strings that it died there and then on command Jean Valjean style. Those all sound pretty effective. Did she somehow do all three simultaneously? Yeah, a little bit of a trick question, really. It was a bit mean. She actually did do all three. Mm. So after she'd realised she couldn't physically or emotionally hurt the, the Aspen, she realised that maybe the Aspen and her shared a love of classical music... Um, but obviously that didn't go to plan. And, oh, uh, honestly, listening in, listening into that scene, because they played that out in full, it was, uh, it was four and a half hours of just a conversation between the Aspen and Gromothy. Two hours of which was her practicing three blind mice on the violin. So you had fun then? I'm just saying that listening to it made me wish I'd never sold my father's estate to buy my longwave radio. Oh, man. That does sort of explain the 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 post I've been seeing there. Someone applied to the Guinness World Rec- Book of Records for playing the violin whilst hurtling through the air. Oh, yeah, you reckon that... Well, it seemed, though, that the, that the rest of the village were really happy with her. That's the thing. Because she did seem to kill the tree, which has been a menace to local children for generations, um, and she was lauded as queen of the chainsaws for the next week. Like, revving up and down the high street. We have been looking for a new queen of the chainsaws, so that's interesting. But I'm kind of sad about the tree. But, um, but, 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 hmm? wait. Ah, no. Last night, as I tuned in, 
and tried to hear past the usual static interference listeners will be will be used to taking the time to tune out the demonic influence and not quite passed on spirits which use the radios to communicate you know mm-hmm. since the mm-hmm. uh, spectral stationary act of 04 forbade them the use of pencils that's why um, i'm allergic right exactly because uh, of the ghosts right you're not actually allergic to long wave radio, you're allergic to ghosts, is that right? I... Well, it, it's sort of the way that the ghosts um, superimpose themselves over the long wave radio. I'm like um, allergic to putting your foot in it. So. Oh. Like any, any, I... any act of attention seeking at a venue that's not really meant to you just causes me to break out. Is that why we've never gone to karaoke together? Yeah, I think I'd probably die. I think you'd ha- you'd come out in hives. Yeah, I'd probably like it t- take only like five seconds. I'd be dead. Dead. What do you do? What do you do when you go to weddings and the best man speech tries to get a little bit? You know, he tries to try his uh, his tight five. Um, usually, kind of like, yeah, I pretty much just go up there and sock him, sock him one before he can open oh, his right. mouth. Oh, you you take a you take a direct. People don't really invite me to weddings anymore. Yeah. I mean it's for my safety, it's for their safety. I get yeah, I pretty get I get pretty violent with anyone who's trying to give me an allergy reaction. Well, you know how best men are they like they can't help themselves, so uh, you know, you saw someone if you someone's also in trying to put a nut in their cupcake, they'd be like, Hey fuck you. I see someone um, you know, uh acting out on their feelings of depression in a situation that isn't suited to their extreme expressions of of self and i'm like fuck you i'm gonna die you're killing me here so spoken word night next week is definitely no i mean (laughs) i wouldn't go to that anyway hacks (laughs) i understand that's fair enough Okay, the product that we're doing, we've been advertising for them for just a little while, but I finally can do an unboxing of the Third Child box. So this is like, Did you I get got my Third, third Child, Child box. box. Um, so uh. we've heard that most of our listeners are accountants over the age of 50 who have exactly two children who they're about to send off to university. Sometimes you accidentally have an have a third child when you're an accountant with one wife and exactly two children. And what are you going to do with that third child? Well, you could buy a kid cubed, and I heard a lot about them, but that's honestly compared to what I've heard about a third child box, it can't it can't pay me. You know, kid cubed, you're going to take at least five to ten minutes to put put your third child inside. Um, a you know a dimensional shape whereas with third kid in a box you're looking about under a minute getting that child in a box so i haven't got my own third child um because i i'm never getting married i'm never having kids because i have no future so i went onto the street and i picked up my own child i don't know if they're a third one but it doesn't really matter for the demonstration so open the lid are they like the about the right size yeah 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 just yeah. Uh, give us a visual representation so you're looking at the box right now so you've got the kid somewhere yeah i've got the kid uh you can hear the box um you can hear it oh it's pretty yeah, solid it's a pretty solid thing yeah they're definitely not breaking out okay cool anytime soon 
Not that okay, they would. Okay, cool. I mean, the children uh, that you're putting in your third child box tend to be pretty weak. Well, they, they you know... Physically, mentally, from... you know, emotionally. Exactly. I mean, they're the third one. So, I mean, really, once you've thinned the gene pool down that much, it's just... Yeah. It's just dregs at the end there, isn't dregs, it? Dregs, so. exactly. Um, this, this child not putting up a fuss at all. I open the lid. Putting the child inside now. And I shut it. And I'm done. Under a minute. That was so quick. The child's just yeah, in there child's now. In the child's in the box. No need to worry about them anymore. Go to thirdkidinabox.com slash um, slash big box and you can use our discount code. Um, well, do, you, do you have the discount code? I don't have the discount code. I never have the oh, discount Oh, yeah, code. sorry. It's on the ad read here. Um, the discount code is she is coming all capitals no spaces yeah she is coming and uh obviously long time listeners will know what that joke's referring <laughs> to yeah still funny okay and our our final sponsor for this week um is one that i think affects it's a problem and this solves it right this this problem affects everyone in their lives have you ever had something you love taken constantly exactly and how do you feel about that you know you get to that point in your life and you think what am i feeling am i feeling angry god kind yeah of. i just don't upset like kind of i guess uh, disappointed yeah empty a little bit but that's normal um well this is where the sponsor comes in okay they're gonna take all of those emotions for you they're going to crush them together into one black pit in the deepest, darkest part of your stomach. And they're going to suck everything else in for about six to eight months. And the best part, that after that period of time, after basically you can't really remember what's been happening, you're never truly enjoying life again, it seems like there's nothing to worth uh, you know, carrying on for, uh, but it, it does that for a while, which, sure, feels a little disruptive to your everyday life. And it is. But at the end of that, it doesn't go away. It just kind of gets smaller for the rest of your life. Wow. And I can get that for just three ninety nine. You can get that for three ninety nine a month if you just grieve. It's that simple. Grief it comes for us all. Wow. And you can use our offer code, oh my god, oh my god, she's finally here. And you can get that free 99 down to only two pounds. And that's just for the postage of the grief. So as always, uh, thank you so much to our sponsors, Grief, Third Child in a Box, yeah. and uh, Doxum. Uh we couldn't do this show without you, and we're also just so, so pleased to be making so, so much money from this show. Yeah, we're so, so pleased that we are managing. Existing, really well, even. to be honest. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, back, back to, to the, the show. show. I do think, though, about the best man thing. If you call someone your best man, if you mm. let a man 
think he's the best man, it's going to go to his head. You can't call a man best man, because he's not. I mean, we all know who the best man is. Um, Santa Claus? <laughs> I wasn't going to say Santa Claus, but now you you brought him into... I didn't think of him as a man. I kind of think he's more fey. Mm, okay. I think he has some fey ancestry. Man, of all of your tangents that have nothing to do with what we're talking about, I have to say this is one of my favourites, right? I am notorious for it, and the forums are abuzz with what I will talk about next, just to avoid talking about Strangers who we've never met sure do have opinions about this very good show they listen to. So, I guess I should get back to it. I'm so sorry. So, (laughs) I was tuning in the radio, and I'd got rid of the the not-quite-passed-on spirits, and I heard a familiarly raspy voice creep down my spine the aspen not dead back i thought to take vengeance on grumothy who was at that very moment down the high street but this time the aspen had crafted a cello from its own bowels and sought peace with the children asking to form a chamber ensemble with them. And this chamber ensemble is going to perform where, Alex? Um... Upper Hoxby? Upper Hoxby? No, in the mystery play! Oh! Maybe. We're not too sure. Looping around, looping around. Wow. Right, I it comes full circle. I love it when uh, the plots come full circle in a non-contrived way. Right, exactly. I mean, I'm looking forward to finding out if it is in the mystery play. Again, we couldn't find any information. Wait, but... so how did the tree live? Well, because it wasn't a loveless marriage, so it didn't actually die, right? Oh, I see. So you can't do half measures then. So I was right. No, you were right. It's just that... Grumothy thought that she'd killed the tree because she's four, has antlers, and is an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> she's stupid. Which, like, those three things combined, you should really take a hard, long look at yourself, you know? Yeah, four-year-olds, four-year-olds should spend more time looking at themselves in the mirror judgmentally. That's how I was raised. Anyway, sorry, there I go again, being my old usual self and uh, exploring my childhood trauma too much. What am I going to know? I went to private school. I'm fine. (laughs) You're such a functioning person. Yeah, probably the most functional person I personally know. That's saying a lot. You know loads of people. You have so many friends. (laughs) Love people. Love spending time with them. (laughs) Anyway. That's everything. So, uh, what do we think? Predictions on uh, what might happen next? So, what's been going on with Jurf? Because you haven't mentioned Jurf in a while. Well, that brings me on to my next question. Who's next to die? Oh! As we ask every week, who's next to die, Alex? What, you think it's Jurf? I think it might be. I mean, we always ask which Darringtonian won't make it to the next new moon. I'm always hoping it's Jeff. Who will fall into the big pit by the Harrison Abattoir? Mm. 
about that hole that they built instead of the um um road roads that go places maybe that'll be another big pit can't have too many big pits it would be nice to have a second big pit because really um if you look on the forum someone who's done a really nice map of darrington well as as we can understand it in our interpretation of space yeah yeah Um, yeah fake shapes fake shapes right it's mostly hexagons and triangles but you know um the the paris and abattoir is on the other side of where the road isn't um mm-hmm. so it would be nice to kind of frame the village with pits yeah maybe like like your chest one pit every every sort of wait what <laughs> like like your chest is framed by pits oh that's interesting. Are we making kind of a sort of uh, perfect, perfect uh, masculine shape, perhaps? I think it's the perfect male body. Yeah. Maybe that's the best man. Maybe Darrington was the best man all along. We could only hope, right? I mean, I hope so. The other best men are, of course, all of our uh, listeners and uh yeah all adult men over the age of 50 it's crazy all of them accountants and all of them named jerf oh i didn't know that yeah it's a weird coincidence because you know it doesn't actually appear on the census but there's over four million people called jerf in britain hmm wonder what they want with us only time will tell But I hope all the Jerfs will join us next time on the Daring Tonight Show. Until then, I've been Ray. And I've probably been Alex. No, I'm Alex. And as always, don't forget to open the barn doors, or those bats will have to milk themselves. (laughs) Bye! That's the worst thing you've ever said. It's those crows again with their slime. They're coming up for you. It's those crows again with their slime. They're coming to get what's due. <laughs> butts do. What's due? Oh, what's due? <laughs> but it could be butts do. Butts do was the name of a guy. Butts do. Butts do. Hi, I'm butts do. <laughs>